Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje 2. Who wins? As a lot of you guys may know, Dustin Poirier is finally going to rematch Justin Gaethje at UFC 291 as the main event of a pay-per-view. And of course, the BMF belt is on the line now. I understand why the UFC put the BMF belt there. It's, I feel like they probably wanted to add some stakes to this fight, but Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje 2 is already a fight of the year contender and the fight hasn't even happened yet. The BMF belt may be a little gimmicky, but since Jorge Masvidal retired with the BMF belt, I, I feel like at least it's only fitting that the two most deserving guys, at least from what I can see right now, the two most deserving guys in the promotion are at least fighting for this gimmicky belt. Even though we all know Leon Edwards is the lineal BMF champion, but that's a story for another day. But Poirier versus Justin Gaethje too is it's it's not only an extremely extremely anticipated fight dating back to their very first outing, but it feels like the right time for both fighters. Both of these guys met in 2018 and slugged it out in not only what became the fight of the night, but was a fight of the year contender and in many people's eyes the fight of the year for 2018. It was number one or two, uh, depending on how much you love Robert Whitaker. But yeah, if you haven't seen that fight, it's a hundred percent worth going back and watching it. But the main story of it was Dustin Poirier smothering Justin Gaethje with smooth, some of the best combinations you've ever seen in a, in a Dustin Poirier fight. Uh, smooth combinations as he danced around Justin Gaethje towards the edge, edge of the cage while Justin Gaethje kept marching forward, delivering some vicious strikes and delivering just the most vicious leg kicks that you've ever seen Justin Gaethje deliver. He invested really early with these leg kicks, kicking Dustin Poirier's legs at a very, very close distance. It's, it was very impressive to watch, but he invested very, very early with these leg kicks, just destroying Dustin Poirier's leg. And as the fight went on, the pace got more and more insane. And Poirier kept landing on Justin Gaethje to different parts, to the body, to the head with frequency while Justin Gaethje kept chewing up Dustin Poirier's legs. And, and Poirier was definitely winning most of the exchanges with the exception of round three where Gaethje had him pretty hurt. At least it seemed like uh, Poirier was pretty hurt. But unfortunately for Gaethje, he eye-poked Poirier for the second time in that fight during round three which not only cost him a point for that fight, but it gave Dustin Poirier much needed recovery time that probably led to the downfall of Justin Gaethje the following round because in round four, Dustin Poirier bounced back and finished Justin Gaethje in spectacular fashion. It was a banger of a fight. And while it's important to consider this fight when we discuss how this rematch might go, both of these guys have gone on to do incredible things in this sport. I mean, the fight was five years ago and it seems like everything they've done up to this point has just led to a collision course for both of these guys to fight each other again in what is sure to be the fight of the year. But Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje fought eight times each since fighting each other, both going six and two, both of them getting finished by the same two opponents, both with UFC gold on the line, which is just unfortunate for both guys. But when you consider that both of those opponents that they each lost to were Khabib Nurmagomedov and Charles Oliveira, there's there's no shame. Nobody looks at Justin Gaethje or, just, or Dustin Poirier as any less of a fighter for losing to two of the most elite lightweights this sport has ever had to offer. But, but since this is probably going to be primarily a stand-up battle, I don't think the losses to Khabib or Charles Oliveira give us much insight as to how this rematch will play out, but when we consider the victories that each of these guys have gathered along the way since they fought each other in 2018, I think that's a very different story. Dustin Poirier finished Eddie Alvarez, which is the only other man that I haven't mentioned on this list, that finished Justin Gaethje. He's the fourth man in the UFC to finish Justin Gaethje that I haven't mentioned, and not to mention, 
Anderson. Eddie Alvarez was a former world champion. I know a lot of current mixed martial arts fans only remember Eddie Alvarez for getting finished by Conor McGregor, but Eddie Alvarez is an absolute stud. And when you look at his resume, it makes it all the more impressive that Dustin Poirier was able to put him away. And after that, Poirier defeated Max Holloway, one of the greatest featherweights to ever participate in this sport and defeated him to earn the interim UFC lightweight world championship. And however illegitimate you may feel Dustin Poirier's interim title belt, and however illegitimate you may feel that Dustin Poirier's ownership of a UFC interim championship is, at the time, Dustin Poirier was the only man to defeat Max Holloway twice, which as we know now is a very impressive and very difficult thing to do. So this isn't something to scoff at. This is a very impressive victory for Dustin Poirier. But of course, Dustin Poirier was unable to unify his interim championship when he faced Khabib Nurmagomedov and was submitted by the all too familiar rear naked choke. But like I said earlier, there's no shame there, but Poirier's ability to never experience back-to-back -back losses in the UFC is one of the most impressive, almost mythical things about him. It's, it's kind of crazy, but he returned after fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov in a fight of the night victory to Dan Hooker. And however high level you may perceive Dan Hooker to be, it was still an impressive performance. And then Dustin Poirier came in and twice finished Conor McGregor, one of which was a clean, clean finish of Conor McGregor with slick combinations. And the other was the infamous leg break. And then Dustin was unfortunately finished by Charles Oliveira in his second title opportunity. And you got to feel for the guy. I mean, two UFC title opportunities and unsuccessful in both. But Dustin Poirier just can't lose twice in a row for some reason. So after that, he just casually came in and submitted ultra exciting UFC lightweight and former Bellator lightweight world champion, Michael Chandler. And this is an impressive sequence of fights and finishes over just top UFC talent. And it just goes to show why Dustin Poirier is without a doubt, one of the greatest fighters in mixed martial arts history to never hold undisputed gold. But on the other hand, we have Justin Gaethje, who after fighting Poirier, knocked out James Vick, then cleanly knocked out Edson Barbosa, knocked out Donald Cerrone, and then in a fight that really showed us the level that Justin Gaethje is at, he completely, completely dismantled Tony Ferguson to win the UFC interim lightweight world championship. And however sad you feel for Tony Ferguson watching that fight, you can't deny how impressive it is, how that performance was, how impressive the performance Justin Gaethje delivered against Tony Ferguson. He was so composed in his fight against Tony Ferguson to earn that UFC title that um, I, I'll get I'll get back to it in a second, but man, was it impressive. But unfortunately, Justin Gaethje followed that performance by fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov and getting what I would describe as shockingly finished by Khabib, not because Khabib Nurmagomedov isn't that good, but the, the visual of Justin's unconscious body slipping out between Khabib's legs. I will never forget that image. And it was truly, truly just shocking. But Justin Gaethje was able to bounce back and put on an extremely exciting performance against Michael Chandler. I loved, loved every minute of watching that fight. And that earned him a vacant title shot to Charles Oliveira. A lot of you will, of course, remember the whole weigh-in fiasco with Charles Oliveira. So he was eligible to win the vacant UFC Lightweight World Championship if he defeated Charles Oliveira. But once again, submitted by the lightweight elite. And once again, it's no shame there. But hey, that's the way the fight game goes sometimes. Sometimes you go into a fight and get finished by the most finishing fighter in UFC history ever. And there's no shame there. But Justin was able to bounce back from 
from that. And in a fight that a lot of people, including myself, thought would be a lot tougher of a fight, Justin Gaethje once again outperformed a high-level fighter and high-level striker in Rafael Fazeev. Now, when we compare those recent victories, I do think that Dustin Poirier does take the lead over Justin Gaethje because you could make the argument that nearly every one of those victories that Dustin Poirier accrued were over either very big names or very high-level fighters with the exception of perhaps Dan Hooker. Look no further than the fact that four of those victories were over former undisputed UFC champions with Connor, of course, counting twice. Whereas Justin Gaethje's resume doesn't exactly match the level of Dustin Poirier. It's slightly in a tier below with, you know, James Vick or a finish over Cowboy Cerrone during a long sequence of losses. Look, I love Cowboy Cerrone, but he was at the end of his career when he fought Justin Gaethje. If those two fought at a much different point in their careers, that fight might have looked different. But obviously, that's not what happened. And when we consider that both of these guys fought Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier was able to finish Michael Chandler where Justin Gaethje was not or Justin Gaethje did not not to say that Justin Gaethje can't fight, finish Michael Chandler but that's just not the way the fight played out I think it plays more to Dustin Poirier's fight IQ and his versatility as a fighter not necessarily to Justin Gaethje's fight IQ because I think I do think Justin Gaethje multiple points in that fight and if he came in with a different game plan could finish Michael Chandler but that night Justin Gaethje was unable to do it Dustin Poirier was I mean even if we consider Khabib as a common opponent Khabib pretty much walked through Justin Gaethje. And don't get me wrong, Khabib finished both fighters, but we have to consider the fact that Dustin Poirier perhaps had Khabib Nurmagomedov in the greatest trouble he's ever been in as a UFC champion or even throughout his professional mixed martial arts career. He had him in a very deep guillotine. I don't care what anyone says. That guillotine looked tight and Khabib's movements and maneuvers and different ways he was defending that guillotine indicated to me that it was a tight guillotine, which once again goes to show you the versatility of Dustin Poirier's fighting and mixed martial arts arsenal versus Justin Gaethje's arsenal. And Dustin really hasn't changed his fighting style. He's primarily a boxer who thrives under pressure and has the ability to finish you, whether it's on the feet or on the ground. He has no trouble transitioning between the different areas of mixed martial arts. And he's just expanded his fight IQ to supplement his various skill sets. But Justin, on the other hand, has shown us that he's able to pull away from his typical chaotic car crash style of fighting to a more composed style of fighting. He still, of course, will engage in a firefight, but when the game plan requires him to adjust for a high-level opponent who can and will finish him if he makes mistakes, Trevor Whitman is able to pull him on the reins and keep him composed enough to win the fight on points, which is totally against Justin Gaethje's nature. And the shining example of this is what he did to Tony Ferguson. It just might be his most impressive performance in the UFC. What he did to Tony to end his insane win streak was almost miraculous, and it's hard to say if Tony was already beginning his decline or if Justin Gaethje kick-started that decline. But that's neither here nor there because if Justin can deliver the kind of performance he did against Tony Ferguson to Dustin Poirier, I think he has a significantly, and I mean significantly, better chance of defeating Dustin Poirier this time around. I actually think he needs to fight a more composed fight this time around because if he thinks he can outdog Dustin Poirier, he's going to be sadly mistaken and find himself in the same situation where he was last 
last time where he took way too much damage early on, didn't invest in his defense, relied on his toughness, and ultimately got finished by a man who can withstand tremendous hardship. But on the flip side, I think Dustin Poirier can go in there and essentially fight the same fight and still find success. He can dance around Gaethje to see what he has to offer him and choose how he wants to proceed. If Justin chooses to just march forward, I think it will be a carbon copy of what went down in 2018. But if Justin stays composed, I think Poirier still finds success by dancing around Justin Gaethje and picking his shots while still being able to counter the leg kicks of Justin Gaethje much better than he did in their previous outing. But I would want to see Dustin Poirier invest in his own leg kicks against Justin Gaethje because if you kick Justin Gaethje, he kicks you back. He has almost this tit-for-tat striking cadence that if Poirier can tap into, he can just chew up Justin's leg and make Justin more predictable to counter his leg strikes. And that's the name of the game because Justin Gaethje is so wild and exciting that you want to limit how unpredictable Justin Gaethje can get in the cage. And I think Poirier realizes that and will be able to leverage his phenomenal fight IQ to defeat Justin Gaethje once again. I don't see a submission happening unless Poirier capitalizes on a knocked down Justin Gaethje to secure probably a rear naked choke. And if there is a TKO, it's because somebody got pulled into a firefight. And I would hope that Justin Gaethje isn't silly enough to rematch Dustin Poirier with a historically losing game plan. So Poirier via decision seems like a very, very likely outcome in my mind, but let me know what you think. Does Justin get his revenge or does Dustin Poirier win again and how? Let me know down below. Like, subscribe, do all the things, and I'll catch you in the next one.